The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. From Excelsior, Minnesota, on the shores of Lake Minnetonka, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Saturday, May 27, 2023, Saturday of the seventh week of Easter. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Augustine of Canterbury. Now in the year 596, Augustine and some 40 monks set out from Rome to evangelize the Anglo-Saxons in England. Hardly had he and his men reached Gaul when they heard horrible stories about the Anglo-Saxons and treacherous waters of the English Channel. Augustine returned to Rome to Gregory the Great, only to be assured by him that their fears were groundless. So Augustine set out again. This time the group crossed the English Channel and landed in the territory of Kent, ruled by King Ethelbert, a pagan married to a Christian named Bertha. Ethelbert received them kindly, set up a residence for them in Canterbury, and within the year, on Pentecost Sunday 597, was himself baptized. After being consecrated a bishop in France, Augustine returned to Canterbury, where he founded his see. He constructed a church and monastery near where the present cathedral, begun in 1070, now stands. As the faith spread, additional sees were established at London and Rochester. Augustine labored patiently and heeded the missionary principles suggested by Pope Gregory, purify rather than destroy pagan temples and customs, let pagan rites and festivals be transformed into Christian feasts, retain local customs as far as possible. Augustine saw limited success in England by the time of his death in 605, but he would eventually bear fruit long after in the conversion of England. Augustine of Canterbury is the Apostle of England. St. Augustine of Canterbury, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you, and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. And we join Pope Francis in praying that church movements and groups may rediscover their mission of evangelization each day, placing their own charisms at the service of needs in the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, today's gospel scene is one of a lovely moment of very personal, private dialogue between Jesus and Saint Peter. It takes place by the Sea of Galilee. 
and it takes place during one of those days that we've just been celebrating over Easter, the Easter period, one of those days between the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus into heaven. So it's a very special, very special moment for, for Peter, really, because it is when, if you remember, Peter's asked three times by Jesus, Peter, do you love me? Uh, he gives his response, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, etc. And we know, of course, that this is a way that Jesus has of showing Peter that he is he's completely forgiven for his triple denial in the um, during the Passion. So it's a very, very special moment, a very beautiful moment in a very beautiful place. But then suddenly St. Peter appears, kind of just maybe in the corner of his eye, St. Peter sees St. John, we're told. Peter turned and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned on his breast at the supper and had said to him, Lord, who is it that will betray you? So Peter turns around and sees, well, John is not so far away. And he seems to be then suddenly distracted from his conversation with Jesus. It reminds me a little bit of what happened before when Peter was walking on the water towards Jesus, when he said, uh, you know, Jesus came walking in the nighttime, you remember that, and, and Peter said, whatever's you, Lord, call me, and um, maybe walk on the water, and Peter gets in onto, the, onto the, the Sea of Galilee and is walking quite happily, and then he notices the wind and the waves, and he begins sinking. He's kind of distracted. He takes his attention away from Jesus. It's a bit like that now. He kind of takes his attention away to Jesus, from Jesus and is now directing his attention to St. John. I'm going to imagine what he's thinking. Uh, in, in a way, I think he's thinking something like, uh, well, Jesus loves St. John. He's the disciple that Jesus loved. That's kind of the special title given to St. John, not to St. Peter. And maybe he's thinking, well, maybe Jesus loves St. John more than he loves me. Maybe he's thinking, well, John is younger than I am. Remember, John outran Peter when they ran to the tomb on early on the morning of Easter Sunday. Perhaps he's thinking, well, John is more intelligent than I am. John is very profound. He's like the eagle that represents him. Yeah, it's a symbol because he soars up when he contemplates the divine things. And so St. Saint Peter, it seems to me, at least, that St. Peter is beginning to make comparisons. This guy is, is more beloved, he's younger, faster, more intelligent uh, than I am. And then there's a danger here that St. Peter is going to do what you and I do, at least at times, and that is we make comparisons. We compare ourselves to other people, often badly, maybe more often badly than not. And then we fall into something, or at least there's a great danger, that we will fall into something which has been, has been um, labeled to compare and despair. The way one writer puts it, he says, what does it mean to compare and despair? The compare and despair mentality describes the impact of constantly comparing yourself to others and feeling as though you aren't good enough. The compare and despair effect, primarily brought on by social media, 
can negative, negatively impact a person's self-esteem. Okay, well, St. Peter doesn't have a mobile phone, but it's a bit like, I don't know, he's checking, checking Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or something, and he sees, well, Peter's got more friends, or sorry, John has more friends than I am, or he's more popular, or he's, he's younger, or he's all these things. So we see him, I think, anyway, the danger here of a, for St. Peter, of a compare and despair mentality. And it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous because it leads to that discouragement, that sadness, gloominess. It seems that Jesus notices this because when Peter, Peter asks, Peter asks, what's, what's, what, what, what about him? Um, that's the question that St. Peter puts to Jesus. He says, um, Peter said to Jesus, what about him, Lord? And Jesus answered, if I want him to stay behind till I come, what does it matter to you? You are to follow me. That's really interesting. Jesus is saying, stop making comparisons. If I want him to stay behind till I come, what does it matter to you? You do your thing, let him do his thing. So it's very important. We can imagine Jesus saying that to you and to me. Stop comparing yourself with others. I have one plan for you and another plan, perhaps for that person that you are comparing yourself with. He or she will serve me in one way, you in another. This is, this was kind of put very kind of graphically by Saint Josemaria in a comparison that he made that I kind of like. He talks about, it's as if Jesus has a workshop with lots of different tools that he needs hammers and saws and screwdrivers, even delicate little tweezers. And if you were to go into the workshop and say, well, what, which, which is the best tool of all the tools in the workshop? It's a kind of silly question. Because Jesus would say to us, well, if I need to hammer in a nail, a tweezers is of no use. I need a hammer. But if I need to remove a tiny little item from some delicate mechanism, well, now the hammer is no use. I needed tweezers. Is a hammer better than a tweezers? No, you just can't compare. They're not comparable. And the same with Peter and St. John. They're not really comparable. Or the same with you and a person perhaps that you tend to compare yourself with. You're not really comparable. If the hammer were to say, well, I'm not as good as the tweezers. I'm not as delicate or, or whatever it is. Well, that's plain silly. And, and if the tweezers would say, oh, I'm not strong like the hammer. and So that's equally silly. And you can imagine the hammer getting all depressed because he wasn't a tweezers and the tweezers getting all depressed because he wasn't a hammer. Silly. And we, 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 you, we have a little phrase to express that. Comparisons are odious. They're silly. They're a waste of time. Furthermore, thinking ahead to, to tomorrow, the Feast of Pentecost, Beautiful feast, and with that, of course, we end this Easter season. And in the Mass tomorrow, the second reading is from St. Paul, and he tells us something very interesting about the way the Holy Spirit works in us. This is from his letter to the Corinthians. This is what he says. There is a variety of gifts, but always the same Spirit. There are all sorts of service to be done, but always to the same Lord, working in all sorts of different ways in different people. It is the same God 
who is working in all of them. And that's very reassuring. The Holy Spirit works in different ways in different people. So, differently in St. Peter from in St. John. St. John is this profound theologian, really. St. Peter is this great leader. St. John would have been a terrible leader of the church. St. Peter could never have written the fourth gospel written by St. John. Is one better? No. If you need a leader, you need St. Peter. If you need a profound theologian, you need St. John. And so on and so on and so on for all of us. The, the Holy Spirit works in different ways in different people. So let us resolve, maybe as we finish this brief time of prayer, Lord, I'm going to stop making comparisons. I'm going to avoid that compare and despair kind of complex. I won't compare myself to others. I'll be me and I'll let other people, you work in other people as you want to work in them. I give thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app.
tomorrow we celebrate the solemnity of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the whole church. And there's a song for that celebration from Ned Tonner, Come Holy Spirit. Let's begin this day of prayer now as we join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Know, know that he, the Lord, is God. God. He, he made us. We belong to him. We, we are, are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Indeed, how good is the Lord. Eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us, let us adore Christ the Lord, who promised to send the Holy Spirit on his people. Alleluia. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus. Et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, Numged in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Alleluia. Let, Let us, us praise, praise the Lord for his mercy and for, for the wonderful things he has done for men. Alleluia. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love endures forever. Let them say this, the Lord's redeemed, whom he redeemed from the hand of the foe 
and gathered from far-off lands, from east and west, north and south. Some wandered in the desert, in the wilderness, finding no way to a city they could dwell in. Hungry they were and thirsty. Their soul was fainting within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress, and he led them along the right way to reach a city they could dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. For he satisfies the thirsty soul. He fills the hungry with good things. Some lay in darkness and in gloom, prisoners in misery and chains, having defied the words of God and spurned the counsels of the Most High. He crushed their spirit with toil. They stumbled. There was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them forth from darkness and gloom and broke their chains to pieces. Let them thank the Lord for his goodness, for the wonders he does for men, for he bursts the gates of bronze and shatters the iron bars. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord for his mercy, and for the wonderful things he has done for men. Alleluia. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Alleluia. Men have seen the works of God, the marvels he has done. Alleluia. Some were sick on account of their sins and afflicted on account of their guilt. They had a loathing for every food. They came close to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He sent forth his word to heal them and saved their life from the grave. Let them thank the Lord for his love, for the wonders he does for men. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanks and tell of his deeds with rejoicing. Some sailed to the sea in ships to trade on the mighty waters. These men have seen the Lord's deeds, the wonders he does in the deep. For he spoke, he summoned the gale, raising up the waves of the sea, tossed up to heaven, then into the deep, their soul melted away in their distress. They staggered, reeled like drunken men, for all their skill was gone. Then they cried to the Lord in their need, and he rescued them from their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. All the waves of the sea were hushed. They rejoiced because of the calm, and he led them to the haven they desired. Let them thank the Lord for his love, the wonders he does for men. Let them exalt him in the gathering of the people and praise him in the meeting of the elders. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Men have seen the works of God, 
the marvels he has done. Alleluia. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They will understand his loving kindness. Alleluia. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They will understand his loving kindness. Alleluia. He changes streams into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, fruitful land into a salty waste, for the wickedness of those who live there. But he changes desert into streams, thirsty ground into springs of water. There he settles the hungry, and they build a city to dwell in. They sow fields and plant their vines. These yield crops for the harvest. He blesses them. They grow in numbers. He does not let their herds decrease. He pours contempt upon princes, makes them wander in trackless wastes. They diminish, are reduced to nothing, by oppression, evil, and sorrow. But he raises the needy from distress, makes families numerous as a flock. The upright see it and rejoice, but all who do wrong are silenced. Whoever is wise, let him heed these things and consider the love of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You fill the hungry with good things, Lord God, and break the sinner's chains. Hear your people who call to you in their need and lead your church from the shadows of death. Gather us from sunrise to sunset, that we may grow together in faith and love and give lasting thanks for your kindness. Those who love the Lord will see and rejoice. They will understand his loving kindness. Alleluia. God has given us a new birth into a living hope. Alleluia. By By raising raising Jesus Christ from the dead. Alleluia. The third letter of the Apostle John. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom indeed I love. Beloved, I hope you are in good health. May you thrive in all other ways as you do in the Spirit. For it has given me great joy to have the brothers bear witness to how truly you walk in the path of truth. Nothing delights me more than to hear that my children are walking in this path. Beloved, you demonstrate fidelity by all that you do for the brothers, even though they are strangers. Indeed, they have testified to your love before the church. And you will do a good thing if, in a way that pleases God, you help them to continue their journey. It was for the sake of the name that they set out, and they are accepting nothing from the pagans. Therefore, we owe it to such men to support them, and thus to have our share in the work of truth. I did write to the church, but Diotrephes, who enjoys being their leader, ignores us. Therefore, If I come, I will speak publicly of what he is doing in spreading evil nonsense about us. And that is not all. 
Not only does he refuse to welcome the brothers himself, but he even hinders those who wish to do so and expels them from the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Whoever does what is good belongs to God. Whoever does what is evil has never seen God. Demetrius is one who gets a good testimonial from all, even from truth itself. We give our testimonial as well, and you know that our testimony is true. There is much more that I had in mind to write you, but I do not wish to write it out with pen and ink. Rather, I hope to see you soon, when we can talk face to face. Peace be with you. The beloved here send you their greetings. Greet the beloved there, each by name. Do not imitate an evil example, but follow what is good. By, by doing, doing good, you will, you will become, become a child of God. God. Alleluia. Grace is at work in the one who endures suffering for the sake of God. By doing, by doing good, good, you will, you become, will become a child, child of God. God. Alleluia. Second reading from a sermon by a 6th century African author. The disciples spoke in the language of every nation. At Pentecost, God chose this means to indicate the presence of the Holy Spirit. Whoever had received the Spirit spoke in every kind of tongue. We must realize, dear brothers, that this is the same Holy Spirit by whom love is poured out in our hearts. It was love that was to bring the church of God together all over the world. And as individual men who received the Holy Spirit in those days could speak in all kinds of tongues, so today the church united by the Holy Spirit speaks in the language of every people. Therefore, somebody should say to one of us, You have received the Holy Spirit. Why do you not speak in tongues? His reply should be, I do indeed speak in the tongues of all men because I belong to the body of Christ, that is, the church, and she speaks all languages. What else did the presence of the Holy Spirit indicate at Pentecost except that God's church was to speak in the language of every people? This was the way in which the Lord's promise was fulfilled. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. New wine is put into fresh skins, and so both are preserved. So when the disciples were heard speaking in all kinds of languages, some people were not far wrong in saying, they have been drinking too much new wine. The truth is that the disciples had now become fresh wineskins, renewed and made holy by grace. The new wine of the Holy Spirit filled them so that their fervor brimmed over and they spoke in manifold tongues. By this spectacular miracle, they became a sign of the Catholic Church, which embraces the language of every nation. 
Keep this feast, then, as members of the one body of Christ. It will be no empty festival for you if you really live what you are celebrating. For you are the members of that church which the Lord acknowledges as his own, being himself acknowledged by her, that same church which he fills with the Holy Spirit as she spreads throughout the world. He is like a bridegroom who never loses sight of his own bride. No one could ever deceive him by substituting some other woman. To you men of all nations, then, who make up the Church of Christ, you the members of Christ, you the body of Christ, you the bride of Christ, to all of you the Apostle addresses these words. Bear with one another in love. Do all you can to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Notice that when Paul urges us to bear with one another, he bases his argument on love. And when he speaks of our hope of unity, he emphasizes the bond of peace. This church is the house of God built up of living stones whose master is Almighty God. It is his delight to dwell here. Take care, then, that he never has the sorrow of seeing it undermined by schism and collapsing in ruins. God, who can read the hearts of all, sent his Spirit to the Gentiles, just as he did to us. He made, he made no, no distinction between them and us, and he, and he cleansed their, their hearts by faith. Alleluia. God also gave life-giving repentance to the Gentiles. He, he made, made no, no distinction, distinction between them and us, and, and he, he cleansed their, their hearts by, by faith. faith. Alleluia. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who have celebrated the Paschal festivities may by your gift hold fast to them in the way that we live our lives. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, St. John the Evangelist wraps it all up by saying, this really is only part of the story. It's from the 21st chapter, the end of the Gospel of John. Peter turned and saw following them the disciple whom Jesus loved, who had lain close to his breast at the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, 
What about this man? If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. The saying spread abroad among the brethren that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die, but if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is bearing witness to these things and who has written these things. And we know that his testimony is true. But there are also many other things which Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app.
It's not only Mary's Day, Saturday, it's also Mary's Month. The month of May is dedicated to our Blessed Mother, and that is one beautiful, joyful noise for the Blessed Virgin, the Litany of Mary. And it's done by the Trinity Choir and the Ame Muso Choir. It's time again to pray with the entire church. We are led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, a lay apostolate promoting the prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours by all of the faithful as we join together in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. spoken to you are spirit and life. Alleluia. The, the words, words I have spoken, spoken to you are spirit and life. Alleluia. I call with all my heart. Lord, hear me. I will keep your commands. I call upon you. Save me and I will do your will. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes watch through the night to ponder your promise. In your love, hear my voice, O Lord. Give me life by your decrees. Those who harm me unjustly draw near. They are far from your law. But you, O Lord, are close. Your commands are truth. 
Long have I known that your will is established forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Save us by the power of your hand, Father, for our enemies have ignored your words. May the fire of your word consume our sins and its brightness illumine our hearts. The The words words I have spoken spoken to you are spirit and life. Alleluia. Lord, you have built your temple and altar on your holy mountain. Alleluia. Lord, Lord, you you have have built your temple and altar on your holy mountain. Alleluia. God of my fathers, Lord of mercy, you who have made all things by your word and in your wisdom have established man to rule the creatures produced by you, to govern the world in holiness and justice and to render judgment in integrity of heart. Give me wisdom, the attendant at your throne, and reject me not from among your children, for I am your servant, the son of your handmaid, a man weak and short-lived and lacking in comprehension of judgment and of laws. Indeed, though one be perfect among the sons of men, if wisdom who comes from you be not with him, he shall be held in no esteem. Now with you is wisdom, who knows your works, and was present when you made the world, who understands what is pleasing in your eyes, and what is conformable with your commands. Send her forth from your holy heavens, and from your glorious throne dispatch her, that she may be with me and work with me, that I may know what is your pleasure. For she knows and understands all things, and will guide me discreetly in my affairs, and safeguard me by her glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, Lord, you you have have built your temple and altar on your holy mountain. Alleluia. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Alleluia. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Alleluia. O praise the Lord, all you nations. Acclaim him, all you peoples. Strong is his love for us. He is faithful forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God our Father, may all nations and peoples praise you. May Jesus, who is called faithful and true, and who lives with you eternally, possess our hearts forever. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Alleluia. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. 
None of us lives as his own master, and none of us dies as his own master. While we live, we are responsible to the Lord, and when we die, we die in his, as his servants. Both in life and death, we are the Lord's. That is why Christ died and came to life again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. The The Lord Lord is is risen risen from from the the tomb. tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. He hung upon the cross for us. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The The Lord Lord is risen from the tomb. Alleluia, alleluia. Know that I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Know that I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Alleluia. We have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. With all who are baptized, let us give glory to the Lord and ask Him, Lord Jesus, give us your Spirit to make us holy. Send us your Holy Spirit, that we may acclaim you before the world as Lord and King. Lord Jesus, give us your Spirit to make us holy. Give us a sincere love that the Church may be a loving family. Lord Jesus, give Give us us your Spirit spirit to make us holy. Give your life-giving grace to all the faithful, that they may receive with joy the gifts of the Spirit. Lord Lord Jesus, Jesus, give give us us your Spirit spirit to make us holy. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit to heal our wounds and make us strong. 
Lord Jesus, give us your Spirit to make us holy. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who have celebrated the Paschal festivities may by your gift hold fast to them in the way that we live our lives. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, tomorrow is not only Sunday, it is a very high holy day, Pentecost Sunday. It's the end of the Easter season, and it's the day that we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and the whole church. I like to think of them kind of huddled up in the upper room, a little bit nervous, not knowing really what's going to happen. And then when the Holy Spirit finally comes, they get a little grin on their faces and look at each other, and then they start getting it. In the movie A.D., it shows them dancing joyfully. So go to Mass tomorrow, wear something red if you can, and celebrate. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.